This is Tafshin Yud Beis, 1951. This is the first Simchas Teda at the Rebbe was officially Makabal Nesias. The Rebbe started, thank you. The Rebbe started saying, My modem, Yud Shvat, Tafshin Yud Aleph. This was the following Simchas Teda, the face about eight months on. The first Simchas Teda, the Rebbe's Nesias. That year, the Rebbe didn't just do no Nigunim before the Maimah. The Rebbe would say a Sikha and then talk from the Sikha into the Maimah. And the Sikha the Rebbe said before the Maimah actually is quite connected to the Maimah. It's literally four lines. The Rebbe said, when you translate the word uh, Simchas Teda, there's two translations of the words. One translation of Simchas Teda is that Jewish people rejoice with the Teda. And the second translation is that Jewish people give the Teda itself joy. And of course, Rebbe went straight into this Maimah. There was no Nigan. And this Maimah discusses exactly this idea that on Simchas Teda we are giving joy to the Teda. The basic question of the Maimah is how could a joy, Jew give joy uh, to the Teda? And the answer, of course, will be forthcoming in the next hour or so. The Rebbe once said by Fabringen that by the Rabbeim they were not necessarily my modem and Simchas Teda. Or some would say it, they were necessarily not my modem and the Rabbeim and Simchas Teda. Because there was an assumption that nobody was paying attention. It would be my modem and Shmini Atzeres. But Simchas Teda there was no Maimir. Now our Rebbe said a Maimir every Simchas Teda. He didn't say my modem and Shmini Atzeres. But the Mamadim Simchastei, the Rebbe always said, and the Rebbe would, would say often that by the free the Kabeim, you have my modem, then he would say a Maimir. This is a Simchastei de Kamaimir. You could see what it's based on if you look in footnote uh, one, and I suppose footnote three. Um, I'm not even going to attempt. To figure out, you know, which part of this Maimed is the Rebbe, which part of this Maimed is from the earlier Rabbeim. I, I will say this, however, the Maimed is, is so the Rebbe, it's so sweet. And in so many ways, it's the Rebbe's Hasidic emphasis that's put forth in this Maimed. There are two things in this Maimed that are emphasized. The first is the incredibly high source of the Jewish soul. And the second is the incredibly great value in action because action is the main thing. Through action you make a you make a home for Hashem in the lowest realm which as we call in our culture reaches and touches Atmos. Both of these themes are very much in line with the Rebbe's contribution to Hasidus Chabad, the Rebbe Tachtenim, Atmos, all these things. And uh, it stands to reason that in the very first Simchas Teda Maimah these ideas would be Central, primary. Now, as is our tradition, we don't go in order, God forbid, because if we did, I would not be necessary, <laughs> and I have to make myself useful. So by going in a different order, so without me, you're not going to know what order I'm going to choose. So, <laughs> um, the Maimed has three parts, and I wrote them right on top, Allah Bey's Gimel. There's three points in the Maimed. The first is discussing Nishamas Yisrael and Torah, and the Rebbe says something here which is a bit controversial. He says, Neshama, Yisrael, and Teira are both the same in where they come from. But not the same in where they go to. Neshama, Yisrael, and Moshe, Shanatzimus. But Neshama, Yisrael, come down to be separate. Teira come down to be connected. And because Neshama, Yisrael, come down to be separate, they are the ones who make the purpose of creation fulfilled more 
than Teirei uh, Tzav. The second idea of this Maimir is Simchas Teirei. What does the Rebbe say about Simchas Teira? The Rebbe says about Simchas Teira means to make the Teira happy. That's what we're trying to say, Simchas Teira. Not us celebrating with the Teira, but us rejoicing to make the Teira rejoice. That's the issue. And the Maya is wondering exactly how can a Jewish person make the Teira happy. I would imagine the Teira either is happy already or it's not going to help to dance with him. And he goes into a whole series of levels and he concludes that Yidin are able to bring joy to the Teira even on the highest level. The third idea is the method. How do you make a tater happy? And the answer, you don't sit and study it and say a pilpul and a lumdis. You dance with the tater. And the Rebbe explains why dancing with the tater is the optimum way of bringing simchas a tater, joy to the tater, because action reaches atmos, as we all know. That's the summary of the Maimir. So let's begin. Page kufmem tes at the bottom, which means sif bays, and you'll notice I put on my margin an aleph, which is actually legible. The Pasuk says, Kol Hanikra Bishmi. Anything. Which the literal translation of the words Hanikra Bishmi is called by my name. But as this Maimed reads it, Kol Hanikra Bishmi, anything that is great enough to call forth my name. The simple translation of the words Kol Hanikra Bishmi means anybody who carries my name. In other words, my name is Avaya, another being called Avaya is Nikra Bishmi. But the Rebbe says, anything that's powerful enough to be the caller of my name, to bring forth Shema Vaya. That's one thing. And my honor, the two different things. Number one, anything that's great enough to be to call forth the name of a Kaddish Baruch. And Lachvaydi is in a second thing. They are the reasons why the Abish created the world. The Abish created the world in three levels of Briya Yetzir Asiya. The idea that Hashem created the world on three levels of Briyat is for two reasons. Nikra Bishmi and Chavaydi. It's reminiscent of Rashi in the beginning of the Torah. It says that the word Bereshis is an acronym of Beis Reishis. There are two firsts. Two things come before everything and everything was created for them. They are the purpose. What are the Beis Reishis? Yisrael Shenikraim Reishis and a Torah Shenikras Reishis. The Torah says Kedish Yisrael La'avaya Reishis Tuwasi. And by the Torah it also says Reishis. So the whole creation serves the purpose of Tehidah Neshama. Tehidah Neshama, the reason everything was created. This Pasuk has the same idea, that there is Nikra Bishmi, Nikra Bishmi, you'll see, soon goes on the Tehidah, and Yidin. Kvedi goes on the Tehidah. Brasavitatev, Afasisiv, were made for these two beings, Nikra Bishmi and Kvedi. So the Rabbi says, the Mashikos of Likvedi, Koyal Tehidah. The word Likvedi goes on the Tehidah, like it says in Kavadol Tehidah. Tehidah is honor. Now the Teda in the Maimed doesn't develop this at all. How Teda is covered, this Maimed does not develop. I'll just say a very, very simple thing about honor. The Gemara says, Rabbi used to say that the clothing that a person wears, good morning, the clothing that a person wears honor him. You put on different types of clothes, you're perceived by others differently and to be more precise, you even feel differently about yourselves. So, Covid, levushim are garment, but their garment has an enormous impact on the one wearing the garment, and on the one wearing the garment is perceived. So Torah, the Eibishter's covid means the Eibishter wears the Torah as a garment to honor the Eibishter. Right? Torah is a beautiful thing, and it gives covid to the Eibishter. So Torah is called kvedi. 
Then it says, Kolanikra Bishmi. And again, Kolanikra Bishmi means anybody who has the power to call for the Abishna's name. Koyan the Shamas Yisrael, an allusion to Jewish souls. And then he brings which literally means they're carrying the Ebishtah's name, but the Rebbe immediately interprets, Now, without getting fancy, Shem Havaya goes in Eid Sof. That's the word. The name Yudkevov goes in Godliness. Which level of Eid Sof? Everyone, you name it. After the Timson, before the Timson, the Rebbe is going to give you the list very briefly. Yidn anikra bishmi. Yidn have the power to, so to speak, convince the Abishta to bring forward oil. Right? It says in Tanya, the end of chapter 37, one of the most beautiful points in Tanya, that Teresh Abiksav is called Mikro. Right? Teresh is called Mikro. Teresh Bapes is called Mishnah and Talmud. Why is Teresh Abiksav called Mikro? Like a person who calls his friend. Or a father who calls his son. What does Mikra mean? When you say, you're calling God by His name. Every word of the scripture, every word of the of the Tanakh is Hashem's name. When you say, you're calling So when you say, you're calling forward Hashem. What that means in Kabbalah language is you're bringing down more Ein Sof. means the one who has the power to call down Ein Sof from a higher state that it should descend and be revealed in the world. Yidn are called Nikra Bishmi because they are the ones who can call God and God will react. They can bring godliness forward. Last line on the page, what this means is, the Shmiu Shemavai. The name of God goes on Shemavai. And the Rebbe goes into a bunch of details. Turn to page Kof Nun. It's the... Four worlds, Atzilos, Yitzir, Ebrin, Asir. Atzilos, Yitzir, Asir. Then it is the four letters of Hashem's name, Yudke, Vavke. And it gets all complicated. Then the Rebbe says about six lines into the page, This idea that the name of God, which is Yudke, Vavke, mm-hmm. refers to Atzilos, is not only the local Atzilos, but to the general Atzilos. I don't have time to elaborate. Let me just say very simply, the meaning of the word Atzilos is emanation. Light that shines. What do we know about light that shines? It's completely one with its source. It's completely bottled to its source. Light has no ego whatsoever. There's no I to light. All light doesn't reflect its source. But the very fact that the light is shining is that they say, the light is outside of the Eibishter. Godly light is nothing other than the revelation of Hashem. But the very fact that it's the revelation of Hashem means that it's not Hashem, it's His light. So, in the word Atzilus, there are two connotations. A connotation of closeness and a connotation of not so close. The word Atzilus and the word Etzle, near Him, the light of Hashem is near Hashem because it's reflecting Hashem. But the word Atzilus also means Ha'atzala, separate from Him. Now how could you be close and far? The answer is a reflection. A reflection is an exact image of the thing it reflects, but it's the reflection. Godliness, oyer, ein sof, is a gili of the Abishta. So it's very close to the Abishta, because all it is is the reflection of Hashem. It's removed from the Abishta because it is reflection. Nikra bishmi means those beings, those individuals, that being that's able to affect Kvayachal 
to arouse in the Ebesh an interest of shining his light. That's how you interpret the words. So Shmi goes on Edin Sof, goes on Avaya, Tzilos Teklolos. Again, without getting in all the fanciness, believe me, there's many levels in godliness. How many? You cannot count. There's always going to be a level higher. And Nikra Bishri means a Yid is the one who calls for with godliness. Which level of godliness? All of them. As high as you could go in imagining a light coming from the Ebishter, after the Tzimtzum, before the Tzimtzum, after the Gili, before the Gili, all kinds of levels. If it's light, if it's not the Ebishter, if it's something that's coming forward from the Ebishter, a Yid has the power to bring it forward. And the Rebbe says, Vizehu, we are seven lines from the end of the paragraph of Bech Kufnud. We just didn't express. And believe me, it's the right thing to do. Vizehu kolhanikra bishmi. What is the idea of kolhanikra bishmi? Which means that a yid has the power to call the Abishta by his name. And the Abishta responds. A yid has the power to say, and Hashem presents himself to the yid in the form of lichtikait. Says the Rebbe Shanishamas Yisrael Haim Hamamshicham Bechinas Hashem. Nishamas Yisrael have the power to bring forward godliness. And the Rebbe goes into the particulars. Haim. Loi mi boy shema vayesh yeshpe pirush. The idea that the Jewish people have the power to call God by his name. And God responds. Of course, it applies to the lower levels of shema vaya that have a interpretation. And the Rebbe brings two examples. Rabbi say. I'm on page Kuf Nun, the big paragraph. I'm six or seven lines from the end. Okay, it says boy at the beginning of the line. That's what I'm holding. Yeah, boy at the beginning yeah, of the line. Shema Vaye is not God. How do we know that Shema Vaye is not God? Huh? Because it's a name. And a name described, Hashem is indescribable. On the other hand, Shema Vaye is different than all the other names of Hashem, that it's not representing a particular mido. It's not a, a particular function. So sort of in between. It's on the one hand, it's not the Abish. On the other hand, it's not how Hashem is relating to the world. Now what could possibly be in between not God and not Amido? <laughs> and of course the answer is godliness. That's the answer. Biklolos in general, when we interpret Shema Vaye, they give three interpretations. From the lowest to the highest, they are. Havaya Loshon Mahavir. Yudke means to create. And I've told this to you innumerable times, it says in Tanya, that you can spell Yudke only one way. It's four letters, Yudke But there are so many variations of it based on all kinds of things, including the Nikud, the vowels. Komets, Patach, In our Siddur, the Chabad Siddur, and in many Ashkenazi, the Sadim, Try to put the Kabbalah Nikud to Shem Havaya, which means every Havaya has different Isis. Mm-hmm. And you look in the Shunessa, Atachonin, on the Yud Kevach, you have comets. In the next Brocha, Hashiveinu, you have Patach. And the next Brocha, Slach Lana, you have Tzede. And in Einovanin, you have Segel. It's all Kabbalistic. But in our Siddur, we don't have that much variety, because the Alter Rebbe Siddur was made for common people. Shavah Lachol Nefesh. Every Yud Kevach is spelled the same. Under the Yud is a Shva. Then you make a dash, and then the three letters hoiva are written choylem hey in comments of hoiva. So it's yud, ye, dash, hoiva. What that means, creating constantly. Hoiva means creator, the yud goes on latmid. It says in Tanya Shaykh, That's the lowest translation of Shem Then the Rebbe says, 
Or ya pirush, five lines from the end. The hoya hoya v'yir k'echad. How Hashem is higher than time. Shulamayla menatzeh. The second translation of Shem Havaya is how Shem Havaya is beyond time. Shem Havaya is the creator is a lower level. Shem Havaya is beyond time is a higher level. This second level is what we call Ein There's a lot of different Ein okay? But then there's a third translation of Shem Havaya. The third translation of Shem Havaya is that it's the name of God himself. Now we just decided God's not entitled to a name and now we changed our mind. So without answering that question, the third translation of the word Havaya means I am, period. Ich bin Faran. Havaya means I am. Now that doesn't sound like such a very, very big deal. Unless you read the fine print. <laughs> I am, fine print, and you can't do anything about it. End the fine print. We all are, but there's a lot of beings who can do quite a bit about it. You understand? So there's a difference. We're not Havaya. We are precarious, vulnerable, afraid, insecure, unsure, in doubt, and uh, I can go on. <laughs> Let's save some fears for Chedish Cheshvan, yes? The Abish that is, period. When you say the Abish that is, you're not defining him, you're simply establishing a fact. That's the third translation of Shemavaya. <laughs> Havai, which has no interpretations, and therefore, Lamayla Mikol Nukudis, it doesn't spell a word that you can pronounce. There's no Nikud, there's no comments, there's no Patach, there's no Shvach Haylam and comments, there's nothing. It says, Even the third Havai is only Debishta's name. So we say, A Yid has such power that he's Nikra Bishmi. He can arouse Havai to come forward. He can arouse Havai to come forward in creation. He can arouse Avaya to come forward in Ein Sof and revealing his light. And he can even arouse Avaya, which has no name, to come forward. I'm not sure exactly what that means. Why? As long as you're dealing with godly light as opposed to God himself, a Jew has the power to touch it. Does a Jew have a power over the Ebishter himself? Well, the answer to that question is we call that Rosh Hashanah. Okay, <laughs> that's the real truth. But fine. Besides for Rosh Hashanah, yeah. Besides him, keep it. Kalnika Bishmi. A Jew doesn't have a power over the Eivishter, but he has a power over what's going to come forward from the Eivishter. Kalnika Bishmi. Anything which the Eivishter could and could not give, which in general is an allusion to get lichkeit, not got, but get lichkeit, godliness as opposed to God. Kvayachol Ayid is a balabayis over that, even on the very, very highest level. And this, he, he mentions, you'll see in the next paragraph, different levels. If you look three lines from the bottom of your page, he says, first of all, over the level of godliness, which Hashem reveals for the sake of the world. Even over the level of godliness, which Hashem has for himself. As the light of Hashem is one with the Ebishter. In as much as it is light, Now, if we were philosophers and mystics, we would sit here for hours and try and figure this out. But thank God we're not philosophers and not mystics, so we're just going to accept. The point is, there's many levels of light, including levels of light that are not really light. They're light in theory, they're light in possibility, they're light in potential. They're... If it's light, Ayid is Nikr Bishmi. He's a Balabai over it. And the Rebbe says, going back, 
to the previous paragraph, second line from the end. Why? And the Ebishter is higher than Ebishter Linus. Ayid has the ability anything which goes under the name shame, a lower level of light, a higher level of light, a level of light which doesn't even exist in as much as we call it shame, Ayid is a balabai. It's called Nikabishmi. And the Rebbe says, I read in a new paragraph, I have proof of this. It says in Medrash, that when Abishta created the world, when Hashem chose to create the world, He consulted the Jewish people. Now, when you say when Hashem created the world, He consulted the Jewish people, what does that not include? I'm going to say something foolish, but important. It does not include Hashem Himself. Hashem did not consult Yidin if Hashem should exist. Correct? Right. Stupid statement, but very important. Why? Because anything, everything other than that, he did consult. In what things that Hashem consulted Hashem is Israel, anything that's consultable. What's that anything consultable? That you could say on some level and in some way and in some condition that if the Abishter wanted it wouldn't exist. If the Abishter wanted light not to exist, it wouldn't exist. The Abishter wanted that the highest, highest, highest ideas of light, not even levels, but ideas, shouldn't be, they wouldn't be. In as much as it's Chiddush, he was Mamlech and Hashem is Yisrael. Says the Rebbe like this. The Indian, the Indian Hamlacha Shaykh al Gilead, the idea of consultation can only apply to something that's other, other. Hashem has a choice, right? What does Hashem have a choice about? Should there be light or should there not be light? Should the light be revealed or should the light not be revealed? And the Rabbi says, every madrig of Eir, till Eir Akal Batsmusi goes under this category. Top of page Kuf Nun Aleph, second line from the top. The Kivan Shaha Allah, since the consultation of the Abish so to speak, is al call Inyan Shalgiliyeh, anything which goes under the category of revealed light, and the Rebbe is not interpreting revealed as actually revealed. He means revealed in theory and in possibility and potential and hypothesis. Anything which is not the Abishter himself. In other words, anything that Kvayachal, the Abishter, if he wanted, wouldn't be, he's consulting Klal Yisro. And that's the Taish, Kola Nikra Bishvi. Yidna, the reason all that comes forward from God Almighty is coming forward. Since the fact is, the consultation of the Abishter on any concept of Gilead. He British may say him shall tzaddik it's the Jewish souls. How they move, and we must therefore say Shenishom is Yisrael that the Jewish soul. I'm on page Kuf Nun Aleph, four lines in the top. Heim lemaylo mikol inyan shalgiliyeh. What's the source of the Jews? The Abishter himself. In other words, let's let's divide reality into three. The Abishter is not consulting anybody about the Abishter's existence. <coughs> Agreed, yeah. The Abishter is consulting Yidden about the existence of any kind of light, yeah. What about Yidin? <laughs> if David wanted, would there not be Yidin? <laughs> Don't answer the question. Logically, of course. <laughs> but apparently it's not so posh. The Abish's need for Yidin is very, very deep according to Tate, according to Hasidus. To such an extent that it's with them that he discusses, consults about any idea that the Abish has a choice. What about Yidin themselves? We sort of leave that vague. Any concept of light is a name of the Jewish people. The Jews are higher than the levels of light. The Ha'inian Bazeh, I just flipped to six lines on top of the page, beginning of the line. 
every level of light. At the very highest levels of light. In as much as it's not the Ebishter himself, you have to say that the Ebishter has to make a contraction. Every level of Eid is contraction, and the Rebbe has a Maimir where he says, even the very Achmenin Yonab is a Bachanlish if it's not the Ebishter, its existence is based on the Timtsu. Of course, you lost the place, right? Because I'm flipping around. Six lines at the end of the paragraph, the words are underlined. Which proves, any level of light. The very highest levels of light. There's a possibility for tzimtzum. And if the creation of light requires a tzimtzum, a contraction, in some way, shape, or form, it has an indirect relationship with the world. And therefore, there's a concept of change. You can speak about inner and outer levels. Those are three different ideas, each that deserve an hour. Mokr, shinui. And we are going to move on. The Jewish people, you cannot say Mokr. You cannot say Shinui. And they cannot say Pnimis Vechetenius. Higher than saying a source for a world. Higher than the idea of change in the Ebishter. And higher than the idea of Pnimis Vechetenius. It is only Pnimis. Any kind of light to begin the shame bilvad like a When you compare a yid to the very highest levels of godliness, he's secondary, he's peripheral. A yid is one with the neighbor. Like I said to you before, if Hashem wanted, light wouldn't be. When it comes to Hashem himself, the pashtus, there's no choice. When it comes to yidin, we don't know. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's really very crazy. But as they state in Hasidus. So yidin are called nikra bishmi. Yidin are the ones who call forward the Rebishter's name. Next paragraph, We just spoke about Yidin and their Balabatashkeit over Eid himself. That's what we're saying. A Yid is a Balabas over Getlachet. Just like we spoke about godly light, which is called Shmi. That a Yid is higher than it and it's a Balabas over it. Same is true when it comes to the Teirah. Light. Like it says in Siddur, we say it in Rishchidr. The light of Hashem is like a garment. Teir is called Teir Eir. And it's specific, it says two things about Teir. Number one, and I circle the words, Teir is called Chochma, and Teir is called Eir. Teir is God's wisdom, and Teir is God's light. Wisdom is lower, light is higher. What's higher than light? calls forward from the Ebishter light and from the light Chochma or to say it backwards he brings into the Chochma the oil which is higher than Chochma and he brings into the oil, the Ebishter which is higher even than the Yod the Yisrael two lines end of the paragraph right page Kufnun Aleph second paragraph second line from the end the Yisrael Mamshich Yidin have two tasks number one they bring the light which is Ein Sabbatayr into the wisdom of the Tayr the Yisaitim is at a higher level still in addition for Yidin bringing down the light into the wisdom they bring God into his light so when you read this Maimur you get the distinct impression 
The Tate is like a, excuse me, <laughs> Tate is, what's the Lushen? Mokir, Yeshbe Shinoi, Primus Vichitanius, Nishomis Yisrael, Leimbeh Mokir, Leimbeh Mishina, Yid is so much higher than the Tate, he's fixing the Tate. So it gets complicated. This Maimon is very to the point. And like I said to you, this seems like almost the Rebbe Sam Maimon. He, he starts with all the Rebbe and finish. He goes straight to Atmos. You know, he skips all the steps. Let's talk it through just briefly. It says in Zeha, approximately this. There are three knots that are tied to one another, like in the picture of the recycling. Like the three arrows going in a circle. Class, Yidin are tied to the Teda, and Teda is tied to the Eivishter. So of course the question becomes, if Yidin are tied to the Teda, and Teda is tied to the Eivishter, that's not three knots, that's two knots. Takam Zeha says class. And the answer is because it's a circle. We exist down here in this world in a way that we're separate from our source. And you'll see later why that's a wonderful thing. Because we down here are separate from our source, mm-hmm. we ourselves, hidden themselves, don't know their own maile. So they need the Torah, the Torah, which is light to reveal to the Shammah that sold their maile. So in stage one, in step one, the Torah is higher than the Yid. Why? Torah is light. Torah reveals to a Yid who a Yid is. Saif calls Saif once a Yid discovers the Maila of a Yid, he reveals the power of Mesidas Nefesh, the power of Yechida, the power of Insaf, and the roles are reversed. Yid is higher than the Teda. And after the Teda took from a Yid, I'm sorry, after the Yid revealed, after the Teda revealed to the Yid his Maila, the Yid is higher than the Teda, and the Teda, and the Yid then connects Teda to the Abishta. That's why it's a circle. A Yid needs Teda, that Teda he doesn't know he's Jewish. But once the Yid has the Teda, he reveals his Nishama, which is higher than the Teda, and instead of him needing the Teda, Teda needs him. And I want you to know, that's how Hasidus explains Teda Lishma. What does it mean, Teda Lishma? There's many interpretations. Hasidus says, Teda Lishma means you're learning Teda to do the Teda a favor. How are you doing the Teda a favor when you're learning it? Because the Yid is higher than the Teda. When he learns the Teda, he puts into the Teda his Maile. So there's two stages. In the first stage, the Yid needs the Teda to discover what it means to be a Jew. In the final stage, now that the Yid knows what Judaism is, what a Jew is, not what Judaism is, what a Yid is, a Pintal Yid, Mesiris Nefesh, and so forth, he's giving the Torah this smile that we call in our culture Atmos. So Kalanikra Bishmi doesn't only mean that a Yid reveals, is the source of the revelation of all lights of godliness, but Kalanikra Bishmi, the Yid is the source of bringing the Ebishter into his Torah. So the Rebbe continues, page Kufnan Alf at the bottom, Omnam Tzorich Lachovani Kashe. My question is, Why is it? Why does the Yid bring the Abish to the Teda? I don't get it. And he explains very posh. The Teda is also one of the Abish. We say, I'm here. The Teda is also one means what? A Jew and Hashem are one, right? Oiraisa v'kutshevichodachat means what? Teir and Hashem are one. So if, if a Yid is one with the Ebishter, and Teir is one with the Ebishter, that sounds equal. They're on par. If they're equal, why does the Teir need a Yid? A Yid is one with the Ebishter, Teir is one with the Ebishter, let them stand side by side next to Atmos, and let's everybody be happy. Why is it that the Yid has to give something to the Teir? That's the question. Now I want you to know, many Maimorim will tell you, because a Yid is higher than the Teir. For some reason, the Rebbe doesn't do that here. And I'm no, I don't know why. I mean, I, I, 
a simple person would say the Rebbe means it even though he's not saying it. Many of them say, you know why a Yid brings him to the Tater? Because a Yid is hiding him. The Rebbe doesn't want to do that. He says the Tater is Moshe Shanatzmos, and Yid is Moshe Shanatzmos, and as far as this is concerned, they're the same. Umahi ha-mailad the neshama Yisrael dafki, what makes Yidin special? Page Kufnun Aleph, four lines from the bottom of the page, Ach, Inyan, Hu, the Teret, the Inyadua, it's known, the Takhlis, HaKavona, He. And of course, the Rebbe cannot have a mime, God forbid that he shouldn't mention this, Right? What's the purpose of everything? Hashem wants his home to be in this, the lowest world. Hainu, in other words, his galos that the Abish to himself should be revealed. Says that's the meaning of the word a home. Like, for example, the home of a human being, second line from the bottom. It's only your home if your essence itself. Darba Adira could be in this home for just really not only your expression. In other words, your home is a place where you don't have to do anything. You have to just be. If your definition of living in a home is functional, then it's not your home. It's your home if it's an environment that's just yours. Because that's your essence. Just you is your essence. When we speak about God Almighty having a home, this means the Eivishter himself should be revealed. Not the light of the Eivishter, the Eivishter himself. And this idea that Hashem himself is revealed is emphatically in the lowest level. So the Rebbe says, Only Jews can accomplish this. Not the Torah. Why not? And again, in this Maimah, we're assuming they're equal. So why is a Jew better off today? That's what the Rebbe says, because there's something very interesting about Neshama that only a Neshama has. You know what that is? And you see Roman numeral 1 and Roman numeral 2. On the one hand, the Jewish soul comes in Ebishter himself. And in the words of the Rebbe from before, But, The way his soul comes on into this world is in such a way they become separate. Like a son. What do we know about children? <laughs> and some would say, let's not discuss it. <laughs> what about children? <laughs> There's no investment. I was thinking about it yesterday. There's no investment in the universe, like a parent's investment, human, a parent, later and then kid. He literally will die for his child. It's an incredible thing. If you stop and think about maternal and paternal love, it's so irrational. The children could be <laughs> proverbial mamzerim. I mean, they're not, they're not biological mamzerim. They're just no good. But the av of an atata mam, it's a kindred. An old person is going through a struggle with one of their children. And they're struggling ten times as much as their child is struggling. And it's their child's problem. This is, it's unbelievable. Parent is an unbelievable thing. You put your entire essence into your child, and the child can't possibly reciprocate. It's impossible. All of us have parents, and all of us have children. We know exactly what this means. Because parents put their very essence into their child. But, you know what's part of that very essence? Independence. Your parents gave you separateness, you give your children separateness. That's the greatest gift you give them. Sever the strings. Atmos shows itself in separateness. 
So neshamas have two things. On the one hand, they come from Abish to themselves, but they come from Abish like children, as if they're separate. You're not allowed to say these words, as if they're separate gods. They're be- beings, representative of the Abish in the world. Taira also comes in the Abish but it represents him. It never represents itself. That's the difference. Says the Rebbe, four lines into the page, I circle the word. As opposed to Taita, it's Taka Emes Avshahim, which Rashes Ba'atmos. Taita, like Nishamas Isola, one with the Abishtad. However, but Hari Amshachasola Mata, even Taita, as we have it down here, he beifin de Raisa Vakuchabrihu Kulachad. As we have Taita down here, Taita still one with the Abishtad. So Taita represents the Abishtad, but never in such a way that it's representing the Abishtad and representing itself. There's no self. And since Taita always represents the Eivishter, it has nothing to do with the world of maximum separateness, which is Asiya. Tachtayne. Ha'ino, this heistaze. Page kuf nun beis. Six lines on the top of the page. Beginning of the line. Shagam kvishi nimshechet betachtayne. Taita as it exists in this world. Harehi bebechinas yechadam ha'atzum. It's one of the Eivishter mamish. And as a result, vihi bemerechak atzum. Yiddish. Agevaldek and merechak. Teda in this world has nothing in common with the earth. Nothing. Teda, as we learn, there's therefore impossible for the Teda. There's no way for the Teda to fulfill the purpose of creation. It has nothing in common with the creation. Teda can't change this world. They're, they're very far away. Teda is representative of God. This world is maximum separateness. Because this notion of this world becoming home for God Almighty. It must be in a, in, a, in, a, in an internal way, in a deep way, and not in a peripheral way, in a makedical way. When you have an apartment, you don't visit there once a year, you live there. They just have to live in this world. For the Abish to live in this world, the people who bring him have to be real hosts. Teda is not a host of in this world because Teda has nothing to do with this world. Since bringing the Teda into this world, Teda always remains so far away from this lowest world, says the Rebbe Ein Zein in the Dira. Teda could never make this world into a home, not because Teda has nothing in common with Eivishter, but because there's nothing in common with the world. Four lines from the end of the first paragraph on page Kufnan Beis. And therefore it's left only to the Jewish soul. That since Sham Shachosam Lamati Beifan Shibnasim Bebchin Dal of Niyatsmid, that although Nishamas on the one hand are one with their parents, but they're children. You know, there are people in this world who are incredibly selfish, unbelievably selfish. And when it comes to the children, they're selfless. Because that self, Adas is a, it's the most incredible thing. It's an amazing thing. Parenthood is such an incredible thing. It's so irrational. But the Ebishter is the Ebishter. He makes the irrational logical. Oh, but the kid there, the children, they're not your parents, they're your children. They're going to do whatever they want. Yeah? The Ebishter created us. On the one hand, every Jew is the Ebishter, but at the same time, we're his children. We're separate beings. We could make him a home. Not the Tater. It is true. That Yidin Taka come from the Eivishter. He ne'am shachosam lamata. Since the way they emerge down here, he be'efin shenasim davav atniatzme. They emerge as separate beings. He ne'al yad dam. It takes dafke neshamis yisrael neshamis akavon adirah betachtein. So the pasuk says, 
You want to know why God created the world? For two things. Nikra Bishmi means Jews, Lechveidi means Teira. But then the Rebbe thickens the plot and says, though it's true that Abish created the world for two things, Nikra Bishmi and Lechveidi, between those two, the preferred is Nikra Bishmi, Nisham Yisrael. Why? You didn't know the reason godly light exists. You didn't bring godly light into the Teira. You didn't make Dira Betach because you didn't have a duality that no other being has. The expression of the Maimonim, which is so often cited, that's not brought here, is a lakus shenas and nivra, how godliness is a creation. All beings, other than God, go into two categories. Godliness, or not godliness. In simple language of Tanya, kedusha or klipa, there's no in between. Godliness, I'm totally bottled. Klipa means I love myself. It's as simple as that. It doesn't get any more complicated than that. Godliness is called a lakus. Not godliness is called Nivra. You can't be both. There's one exception. Ayid. <laughs> Ayid al-Kus Shiraz Nivra. Kleep on the outside, Kedusha on the inside. This is the uniqueness of Ayid. He looks the same as the Goy, as the world. He's a part of all the trouble. Sometimes he's the source of all the trouble. <laughs> but he's al-Kus Shiraz Nivra. It is this duality that allows you to make a deal. Now, to use holy language, what we just learned would be called in the classic language of Hasidus Chabad the Biur. We learned the philosophy of the Maimir. The hard part, or some would say the interesting part. Tomorrow we'll learn the Maimir. The Maimir is Simchastere. In other words, today we did all the the Oimek, the Iyun. And of course, what came out was very simple. What is so unique about Nisham is Yisrael? Number one, Nikra Bishmi. They had the Koyach to bring every level of godliness forward from a non-existent state. And number two, even a balabayas over the Teira and over the Kurban Sabri. Tomorrow we'll talk about Simchas Teira. And again, in our mind, Simchas Teira doesn't mean we rejoice with the Teira. Simchas Teira means we make the Teira joyous. And then how do we make the Teira joyous? By dancing, not by learning it. I'll see you then in Mitzvah